Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Eberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, as usual. El Senor Rodnin says, I've got family over today, so see ya tomorrow. Going to miss you, my dear brother. Going to miss you, but you enjoy your family, sir. Enjoy your family and have a wonderful rest of your day. That is what it's all about. Family es numero uno. We should never forget that. Family is numero uno. Anyhow, we are going to have a great show for you today. As soon as I get all these things queued off, we will be ready to fly. So let's go ahead and cue this baby and say, let's vamos a comenzar. Oops, turned it off, turned it on. There we go. And I get, we're going to get busy right now as it runs. And okay. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Do you see what's happening in Congress, is this giving you faith in our system? Do you have faith that Republicans have the ability to govern? We are now on the 10th vote for Speaker of the House with the same results over and over again. Do we really think something is likely to change? I think not. I don't think anything is likely to change. But you know what? Let them keep going at it. Just maybe in their case, something may change. Anyhow, welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan. I don't where where are the others in the room, folks? Where are you today? Maybe uh, you thought the show wasn't gonna be live because I only missed a day and a half, guys. Come on now. Um what I try to do all the time is be consistent. Anyhow. We're going to have a great show today. I have a whole lot of videos to play for you. But before I get started, I want to make sure that all our, uh, all our things have fired off correctly. And we are checking to make sure that, the, that they fired correctly. And I am doing that as we speak. As we speak, we're checking to make sure that these things are firing. And I will go ahead and fire it off manually since it doesn't seem to have fired uh scenario was rejected scenario is run oh because the scenario is already running all right here we are still re-celebrating the 12th night the 12th night of christmas and you know in panama we have el, el, los, el dia de los reyes magos which means the day of the th of the three wise men i believe it's what it's about in english los i mean it's funny because wise is not Reyes Magos there, but that's what we celebrate. Yvette Avery Herod, thank you so kindly for being here. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, let's see, where else are we heading to? I'm, I'm trying to get uh, our, our programs to fire off here, folks, to bring everybody into the fold. It doesn't seem to have done so yet, so we are still getting things ready to fly. Let's see where we are. Let's see where we are. It says it's still running. I don't know why it's still running. Okay, I'll wait to see if, it, if, if it'll come online. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, that's tomorrow. Dia de los Reyes Magos is the 6th of, of January. You're correct about that, Melanie. It's the 6th of January, not the 5th. You're right, the 6th. El 6 de Enero. You're absolutely right. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Michael is not here. And our, our, I guess our links haven't gone out because we're still missing folks here. Uh, let me go one more time and fire us off. Give me one second to get really started into the program. Got a lot of videos for you today. 
So let's go ahead and get a lot of this stuff fired off. Let's see if we can get it fired off manually since it has not been successful when we did it. Um, oh, let's see. Come on now. Uh, I am, I'm so sorry, guys. This automation sometimes works as it should. Sometimes it doesn't work as it should. So you always have to kind of back into it. So let's see if this is what I need to do here. Uh, I am um, clone, delete, that's not it. Let's see if this is the way I get it started. Mm, that's not the way I'm, I'm trying. It's, it's trying, I guess, it's trying. All right, well, I'm gonna leave it alone. Bridge MCP is in the house. How are you doing, Bridge? Great to see you in the house. Uh, and she says, hey to all. All right, I tell you what I'm gonna do because I can't, I can't seem to get it started. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and play our first video. And this first video is about how uh, Hakeem Jeffries was nominated. I love what Ted Lieu did here. What Ted Lieu did was use the opportunity to actually highlight the things that the Democrats have done. I think it is so important that we use the chaos that's occurring in the Republican Party appropriately. And here is... Great. I'm glad that you enjoyed the interview, my dear friend. I'm glad. All right. So here is that uh, first video and we'll take it on the other side. Watch how uh, this congressman nominated Hakeem Jeffries for the ninth time. But what he did is he used that nomination speech to prove and show that Democrats and progressives united have completed a whole lot of projects. They have passed a whole lot of meaningful bills to the American people at the same time that Republicans are at war, at the same time that Republicans are talking issues that have nothing to do with the well-being of Americans. I, I'm telling you, with the younger people that are taking over the party, it seems like messaging just may be better. I spoke at a, a Democratic uh, club last night where I said one of the biggest problems that, uh, that Democrats, that progressives have, is that they are poor in putting out the narrative and putting out the narrative over and over again. Check this little speech out, then we'll take it on the other side. What purpose does the gentleman from California rise? Madam Clerk, I rise today to nominate Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. Vote after vote, Democrats stand united and ready to get to work on behalf of the American people under the leadership of Hakeem Jeffries. Vote after vote, nomination after nomination, Democrats are united, just like we were united when we passed the American Rescue Plan to get our economy back on track. United when we passed the infrastructure law to rebuild America. United when we kept insulin at $35, passed historic gun safety legislation, and passed the PACT Act to help our nation's veterans. United when Democrats passed the Chips and Science Act to bring manufacturing back to America. 
united when Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act to reduce our deficit and protect our environment. Democrats are unified to tackle the climate crisis while Republicans are mired in their own leadership crisis. Madam Clerk, House Democrats are ready, willing, and able to get to work for the American people. We'll do so under leadership of Hakeem Jeffries, who has a plan for the American people. Therefore, as Vice Chair of the Democratic Caucus, I'm directed by the vote of our caucus to present for election to the Office of Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress, Representative-elect from the state of New York, Hakeem Jeffries. Now, I tell you, uh, he did a perfect job by pointing out we were in power. We didn't have these battles. We got these things done for the American people. We're waiting to continue doing more things for the American people. If those guys, those guys who are unable to govern, those guys who are lousy at governing can ever get a speaker so that we can at least make an attempt to get something done in this country. We spend Amazing, a isn't it? Amazing that they can't get anything done. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant, Eric Hayes, Lawrence Sims, Bridge MCP, uh, any, who else has been added? Tom C is here. And of course we have, Yvette says, hey Bridge, Tom C says, jump in between PDR and C-SPAM, democracy in action or in action in real time. Looks like McCarthy going down for the ninth time. Worry we won't be able to raise debt ceiling and stop government shutdown. And that is the issue. That is the issue. If they can't get past a vote for speaker, how can we get past actually passing the debt ceiling? Uh, Lee Grant says, well, Breach says, it's the MAGA terrorists who are holding the entire GOP sick. But you know what is interesting? The GOP with, with this kind of action, this stuff about minority rule proves a point. 90% of the Republicans want Kevin McCary. 90%. And these guys decide we know what's best for our party. But you know what? They're getting a piece of their own stuff. They love minority rule, right? Donald Trump was a minority rule president. Uh, George W. Bush was a minority rule president. In other words, they didn't get the majority of the votes. They constantly function on that, and now it's coming back to bite them. Because you know what? Those folks, those 20 says, well, you didn't complain that Donald Trump exerted a whole lot of power through three people on the Supreme Court, even though most Americans didn't agree with him, even though most Americans didn't want Donald Trump, he still appointed more Supreme Court justices than just about any president in the United States. Okay. So you love minority rule. Well, now minority rule is coming back to bite their butts because a small minority of Republicans are holding them hostage. Are holding them hostage. Lee Grant says, Biden found the southern border. Urged migrants not to make the journey to the land border. The president urged migrants not to make the journey to the land border. Do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there, he said, promising that people who do will not be allowed to enter. 
Here's a deal that I have to say, and this is just me, okay? This is just me. Anybody who is able to get their feet, I mean, we protect our borders, but if you are so ingenious that you found a way to get to America, we want you. That tells me that you can do stuff. That tells me you're ingenious and you would make a great American. After all, the pilgrims, Jonestown, all these folks came and put their feet on America and they found a way to stay and they stayed. So to my brethren from the South, to my brethren from anywhere else, we are going to try to protect our borders to make sure we keep some sort of order. But if you are ingenious enough to get here, by all means, I'm not going to try to deport you. All right. Eric Hayes says, this is why Lauren Bond is bad. I'm not going to get into the bond issue at all uh, because you, you are wrong with your bond methodology. And I, I wish you would stop having tunnel vision and open up your brains. Uh, but he says, Egberto Willis, aren't most of the 20 uh, holdouts part of the insurrection, as was McCarthy? <laughs> Thank you, Breach. You hit the nail on the head. These are, th notice in, in one of the, the, the videos that I'm showing today, what I call them are terrorists, which is what they are, terrorists, you know? And we, we're going we're gonna to show some other videos about that as well. Anyhow, uh, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, they're not that bad. They just hear a different drummer. I don't know about that. All right. Is the MAGA terrorists who are holding the geo entire GOP sick? Tom sees. Uh, I wrote, read that already. And uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Anyhow, I got another good one for you. Uh, this one here, let me, let me explain this one here. I want to move this here. Uh, I, I, we're going to move away for now from the insurrection in the house what i want to talk about is something biden did yesterday he called well i'll go ahead and explain it in the video check this out yesterday uh president biden along with Sher senator uh, democratic senator from ohio Sherrod brown and uh, mitch mcconnell leader of the republicans in the senate and a few others uh, they, in a bipartisan way, they went to celebrate that they are using the infrastructure bill to replace a bridge over, I think it's Ohio River in uh, between Kentucky and Ohio, and that, and, and he wanted to show that bipartisanship can really work. And I listened and I felt good about. Yes, it shows that that this man, our president, President. Biden knows how to work in a bipartisan fashion in as much as we have issues with what he has been able to attain. That said, what is interesting is he also said, and I don't know why he thought he needed to go this far. He said that uh, Mitch McConnell is a man of his word. Mitch McConnell took an oath in the Senate. Mitch McConnell uh, believed, claimed that he believes in Senate rules, etc. But this is the same Mitch McConnell that caused the that brought uh, Amy Berry to become Supreme Court Justice on 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 false premises. This is a this is the Mitch McConnell who took away one of Don of President Obama's Supreme Court choice. So calling for bipartisanship is great, but here, how dare you, Mr. President, say that Mitch McConnell? is a man of his word. And I tell you what, I was really happy to see that I was not the only one who saw that. 
Eddie Cloud had some commentary about that. I want you to listen to that, and then we'll take it on the other side. Now, I, I just really quickly, Nicole, going back to that 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 image of of President Biden and, and Senator McConnell and, and Senator and Brown. I think it's really important because everyday ordinary people have issues that they have to address the country. The infrastructure has to be addressed. But I think it's really important for Joe Biden not to lie. And that is to say to say that Mitch McConnell is a man of his word to those young voters who think he's too old. That becomes an indication of something's wrong because they know mm. what happened with Merrick Garland. They know what happened with Amy Coney Barrett. So he has to be very careful. Talk about tout the issues of tout the stuff, getting stuff done for American people. But don't lie in the name of some ideal of bipartisanship. We have to deal with what we have on the table, not tell not tell falsities. Eddie Cloud hits the nail on the head. We don't need to lie to claim bipartisanship. We don't need to go ahead and, 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 and uh, give nice words to folks for being bipartisan. We just need to say they're doing their job. Be bipartisan so that we can get the work of the American people done. We don't have to lie about, he's a man of his word. He's not. Uh, he's a good person. He's not. He's one of the most vile, vicious, evil senator and leaders in American politics. And, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. We need to stop being puny when we talk about these people. Yes, we got a bipartisan deal, but we don't need to shower them with blessings of fallacies. We don't need to sign blessings of fallacies. Egberto, how many colors of that t-shirt did Linda get you? They look great. This one is a gray one. She got me a black one, which I think I wore already. And then uh, she also got me a, um, a, a dark blue one. So um, I'll be wearing the dark blue one subsequently. But, you know, don't worry. They're clean. They're clean. They're very, very clean. But, you know, this is going to be my uniform from now on. You know, I even used it yesterday uh, 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 when I gave, I, I went to a, I gave a speech at a, a Democratic club last night. And, um, you know, I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to play it at one of these um, on one of my shows here because it talks about how how things that Democrats do. But I want to clean it up before I play it here. But thank you for liking it, Breach. I'm going to get when when I have enough, when I collect enough um, new new folks getting it, I will be getting you one. I will be getting you one, whatever size you want, etc., etc., etc. But I got to get enough um enough orders uh from 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 you know from the masses and you know you got yours girl all right let's see what else we got here um let's see we also have every case says biden uh what else have we got we got oh sweet left just now i'm not going to read that one eric come on eric let's let's stick to the what we're talking about peggy lopez says hi all when clinton moved to the dems on moved the dems under ownership of wall street to combat the corporate money the gop all politics became performative for the voters even this show is performance for voters peggy lopez lo, lo pegaste en la pared you hit it on the wall you pasted it to the wall all right you're absolutely right all right let's continue those of you who are on uh insta or rather on facebook live please give me that like i need some likes those of you who are on uh, YouTube, please give us those likes as well. 
make sure that we can keep moving on. Uh, in the house, just joined us on, on YouTube, is our one and only Roberto Davenport. Robert P. Davenport. How are you doing, Robert? Great to have you here in the new year. Uh, Eric Hayes says, oh, how sweet left justice moves for the career criminals. To, ah, back again. What's wrong with you, my dear brother? Come on now. Come on. All right. Those of you who are on Facebook, please click those like buttons to help us with the algorithm. And those of you that are on Face on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. All right. Uh, is it time for the other video? It's not time for the other video yet. So I'll continue reading whatever you guys have to put out here. But the fact is right now, uh, it seems like uh, David Page says thumbs up. Thank you, David Page, for being in the house and giving the thumbs up. We need some more. Come on, YouTube guys, throw those thumbs up. And our Facebook guys, give us those likes. I don't see too many likes on Facebook. In fact, uh, yeah, give us those likes. We need those likes. We need those likes. That helps the algorithm tell people that, yes, you need to see this. All right, before I go to the other video, um, yesterday I was at the Democratic Club. And uh, at the club, you know, one of the women asked a prison question. She said, I don't talk to my family anymore because they are Trumpists. And, I, you know, one of the good things about it is when you have an, 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 uh, what, a congruent example, if you will, uh, it makes a difference. And I explained to her that I do have relatives that are Trumpists as well. And I told her, never allow a politician to get involved between you and your family. Yes, your family may be, uh, you know, maybe tough. They may be MAGA. They may be all of that, but they're your family. Uh, try to keep the love there. And I said, she says, how do you do it? How do you keep the Zen to do it? And then I pointed out that words are just hot air, right? So no matter what somebody calls me, I've learned I, I, no longer to internalize those things. I've learned to actually just look at whenever people give me defective words, in other words, negative words towards me, defective words out of them, I assume justifiably that the defect is on them. I don't allow them to put their defect onto me. And in, in that such that state, one can keep an even keel. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, Bridge MCP, hey, back, feeling some, some, be some better, being laying low. The political show is really depressing. Even more depressing is all the talking heads given that big show power. Well, you know, um, that's what they do. That's how they make their money, right? It's not about you or me. It's about making money. And that is something that ultimately, at some point in time, we will need to mitigate. All right, folks, any more questions before we go into the next video? Uh, you're kind of quiet today, not as much uh, today. Any questions? Those of you that are newcomers on YouTube, those of you that are newcomers on Facebook, go ahead and drop me a line if there's something you want me to address. Look, I can speak forever, as all of you know, but I usually prefer entertaining whatever it is that you guys have to put on the screen, whatever questions that you may possibly have. But whatever the case is, it turns out that uh, it's going pretty bad 
for the for the Republicans. And it is time for something to happen. All right, let's go ahead and go. I'll go into the James Carville video because I think it's present, especially now. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Former Clinton advisor, James, the Louisiana stallion, James Carville, has some choice words about what's going on in the House and what the Republican Party has become. Without further ado, let's just listen to this and then take it on the other side. There was a lot of speculation and columns about what would the post-Trump Republican Party look like? Well, we now have the answer. <laughs> if anything, yeah. it's as bad as, as the Trump Republican Party. To, to Joe's point, the Democrats had a, a much better year than expected in the Olympia congressional races. And the main driver of that is about three times more Republicans voted Democratic than Democrats voted Republican. And independents vote, vote for Democrats. I can't imagine that there's a single one of these people that didn't watch that yesterday and said, man, I'm glad I broke with my party and voted and didn't vote for these clowns. And I, I think that goes right to the heart of the point. I mean, they, they look extreme. They look petty. I mean, they're putting on a show. I, I, I call it political porn. I mean, you can't take your eyes off of it. And it's going to go on and on. With this group of people now, they, they control the House. They've got the votes, not by much, but they've got the votes. Whatever happens with this speaker's race, what are the next couple of years going to look like? In, in, in a party fight, when you, the Democrats and Republicans, but we don't much like each other. Intra-party fights, they really hate each other. Mm. And the residual effects of this, then, and they're not going to go away like somebody and say, well, that's all, it's all over now. All right, gang, let's go back to work and get a cut in capital gains. No, it's not going to work like this. The, the people that will form McCarthy, you know, can't believe that they're watching. The, the, I don't call them whatever you want to call them, the insurgents or, or I call them idiots, but they're not going to live and let live. And the other people are not going to live and let live. This is going to be, I think, a, a pretty difficult uh, breach to repair going forward over, over a reasonable time. But these inter-party fights, that's where it really gets ugly. It's like a theology fight inside of a church. Uh, you, you, you're, you're not as angry as people at other churches as you are, Jim, uh, James, for people inside your own church. Like I say, it's not, it's not like you get a, you take a hard lick and you get up and you dust yourself off and you go back in the huddle. It's not going to work like that. No. And this is, you know, I, I do something that most people that watch your show don't do. I watch Fox from time to time. And the Sean Henry, Tucker Carlson take on this is 180 degrees different. And it's just kind of interesting to I look around at the computer and to, to see what the right is saying. And it, it, it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> so so and, and we're, we're never the different party that which when we saw Congressman Aguilar up there and everybody cheering and everybody on the same team. It was kind of refreshing to see. Uh, was one party seems to be interested in governing. The other party seems to be interested in grievances. So if you get a call today from Hakeem Jeffries and says, James, I need your help. I need you to come up here and help me think through how we are going to position ourselves against these crazy people on the other side of the aisle. What would you tell them? My time getting up there, because right now you're doing a pretty good job. You're sitting there and watching them. I mean, it, you know, just, <laughs> 
there's a lot of kerosene there, you know, it's okay if you want to drop a match every now and then. But, right, you know, right now, now this won't happen for much longer, but he has a very unified caucus behind him. And when you get these moments of unity, you, you, you drive them home. And I don't think the Democrats have much interest in getting in the way of these headlines. I, I think they're frankly enjoying themselves. And that's okay. You know, politics can be fun sometimes, too. Carville hits the nail on the head. Uh, when you have these intra-party fights, they are much more lasting and they are much more deleterious than any other kind of fight. We can tell you about that because progressives and uh, and 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 uh, neoliberals have gone through this type of fight before. Don't you forget the Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders type of fighting? And it takes a long time to recover from that and work together. Yes, the Democrats have reached to a point of maturity where these are able to coexist, a place that uh, the the Republicans might want to learn a, a bit from. Because again, what they're doing now is not only holding the House hostage, they're holding the entire country hostage. And when this is resolved, unfortunately, the way that they promoted themselves here proves that they will be unable to govern this country. Punto y final. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can. Yes, that is punto y final. Uh, let's see what we got here. New messages. Lee Grant says, Egberto. Uh, that's a cute bit about rewarding anyone who is clever enough to enter this country with legal rights, but don't extend the set, that sentiment to anyone who would enter your domicile. It's different. A country is not a domicile. A country is not a domicile. Okay. That is like saying credit card debt is the same as the debt ceiling or raising the debt ceiling. It is, it, it is, it is, it is improper. It is wrong. It is it 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 means that one doesn't have a full understanding of how economics work or how things in general work. Like I said, America has done this throughout the world. It puts its foot on on the ground, and if it got if it got there, it stays there. So all I'm saying is, let's be fair. Let's be fair. We don't need bullets in the world. Like I said, we we put stops on our borders. But if somebody's ingenious enough to get over here, I don't have a problem with them staying here at all. Now, that's not republic. That's not democratic policy. That is Egberto's policy. All right. Uh, debt is freaking debt. Open your fiscal eyes. Again, that you can't understand that sovereign debt has nothing to do with, with credit card debt shows a lack of understanding of economics. Debt is not debt. Debt is absolutely not debt. All debts are definitely not equal. And the problem is you were misinformed, ill-informed, disinformed to believe that crap. That is a fallacy that hurts the poor and the middle class. The wealthy do not live by that kind of crap. And in fact, they build their wealth on debt. That is why Donald Trump can give the impression that he's a billionaire on debt. Okay? So, Eric, uh, my dear brother, you do not know what you're talking about. And instead of 
coming back, my brother, and continuing to show that you are very ignorant on economics. I am surprised given that you're an accountant. Love you, brother. But by, by harping on the same thing over and over, it shows a complete lack of understanding of basic economics, basic economics 101. And, it, it, and, and, and being an accountant, it's scary. It is scary that you just don't get the difference between sovereign debt and the debt that one applies to a credit card or buying a car or buying a home. They are not at all the same. Tom C says, Peggy Lopez, yep, not sure we can trust McCarthy for anything he promises. That is true. Eric Hayes says, debt is freaking debt. Open your eyes. That's not true. Again, fallacy. Tom C says, why not have a handful of Dems make a deal with McCarthy? We will vote for uh, you if you agree to certain terms, including raising debt ceiling and working on immigration reform with DACA citizenship. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. And then it's okay. Alistair Waters is in the house. How you doing, Alistair Waters? Uh, political porn, best description of the show in the house. It is political porn. I agree with you 100%. All right, let's see. Daniel Lido says, LOL, does anybody, does nobody else see the insanity of an immigration policy based on ingenuity? Oh, and let's make it so. Actual ingenuity is needed to make it into this country. You know, you are of the false belief that everybody around the world wants to come to America. You know, the, the conceit in thinking that every Panamanian, every French, every Dutch, every Brazilian, every Venezuelan want to come to the United States, it's a fallacy. Most people would just rather stay home. Most people would rather stay home. So let's be clear here. I'm glad that Tim Danahy checked in. Debts are different, but all have consequences. That's true. But they're very, very different. And when it comes to sovereign debt, a, a country that prints its own money. Let me give an example here. Because this is something people don't understand. Ask yourself, why we did not have inflation when we have been zooming the money supply? We have had quantitative easing for over a decade because of the crash that occurred in uh in 2008, all right? We had quantitative easing. We're throwing money into the economy. Of course, we don't throw dollars. We will just, it's an accounting fix on our books, okay? For all these years, we've had quantitative easing. We've been flooding the market with liquidity. And somehow we didn't have inflation. And I interviewed a physicist turned economist at Daily Coast at the, uh, at the um, Netroots Convention. And she, she laid it out, and she laid out a similar, a similar argument that Richard Wolff laid out about countries with sovereign currencies. And it went like this. We have in our economy, and this was her then, probably two or three years ago, we have an $800 slack in the current rate, in the current definition of our dollar, that we could throw 800 We had enough productivity and pro and, and productivity in the market that having 800 more billion dollars a year would not create enough activity to create shortages. Again, these are calculations that are made, right? And assuming, assuming 
that all else is equal, meaning you don't have corporations who have unfettered access to raise prices, meaning they have ultimate price and power, then we could actually open up our economy that much more. Things like healthcare for all, all these things, if we, if we get rid of the Medicare budget and added it into the, the slack that we had, we could have Medicare for all for just a slight increase in taxes on the wealthy. This, this is not conjecture. These are numbers, okay? But we don't do it. And the reason we don't do it is because we have a bias against against and for against the poor and the middle class and for the wealthy. We don't do anything that could somehow jeopardize the balance in power. And that balance in power is an increasing power for those on top. Again, this is not left-wing. This is just how it is. It's not left-wing. It's just how it is. Ask yourself, why is the first question that we always ask, how is it going to affect business? Because that's who we are. Emma Becker says, the main difference, in my opinion, with debt is how you acquire it. Buying a car when you have no money, maxing your credit cards, or poor dollar management, school debt is improve your life. Of, I, you know, let me tell, let me let me simplify that, Emma Bickers, because you're absolutely right. If I if I have a country that builds roads, the roads are assets. If I have a country that builds buildings buildings that educate people, we're converting dollars into building asset, into intelligent assets, into these things. It's just a transfer of what money looks like. If you go ahead and you just buy a car, that car loses value. That house that is educating, that value remains the educating value. The education that you put into somebody's head is effective in your economy until that education is no longer used. You get Alzheimer's or you die. So Emma Beckers, that is an absolute perfect sentiment. Alistair Waters says immigration points in Texas that are near corporate forms and meatpacking places are okay according to how the state government behaves. True. Uh, Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. Just got back from dentist appointment, now sans teeth. So I'll be gumming my food for a week or so until you get those implants. Eh? I, I got rid of one tooth. They were talking about implants and all of that. I'm like, I think I can live without that one. Uh, let's see. Hey, Egberto, never said I thought everyone on the planet Earth wanted to come to America, but an excellent example of not addressing the point and then deflecting to a lie. I'm not deflecting, all right? I answered your point. Uh, surely you were in the top of the class in Marxist propaganda school. Mm, wow. Didn't realize that, but mm, okay. I guess I was at the top of something. And Daniel Maywood says, take that perverted S somewhere else. There could be kids in here. Oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, but anyhow. Uh, we got another video for you, and I think this one is going to... Well, Tim Danahy says, We cannot isolate poverty to a specific administration. If national poverty is being equated to national debt, then other administration besides Obama would be far more responsible for poverty. I don't see any disagreement there. I mean... Uh, in fact, I get a lot of people upset when I point out that our welfare system 
was one of the responsible factors in the demise of the black family because of the way it was constructed. And this was done under democratic administration. I'm an equal opportunity offender. When it comes to poverty, however, uh, we have poverty by design, corporate design poverty. I know it's not easy for any people to want to accept that, right? But there's a reason why we have things like we have to have a steady state on employment. That is so that we'll have a constant flow of employees to corporations, etc., without price and power. And when I say price and power, I mean without the ability to demand wages. So if we got to full what's called full employment, you you at any time we get to three percent employment, you hear people on Wall Street going crazy. Oh no, it's going to increase wages, which causes inflation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are you saying that by design, we are dependent on having low wages to keep inflation down? And that, those are the concepts that people don't get. If you are dependent on an economic system that depends on wages being low, that's a failed economic system. If you're dependent on an economic system that behaves better if there's a fixed amount of unemployment... That's a failed economic system. Tim Danahy says, if the increase in debt is less than the increase in GDP, then the national balance sheet is solid. Save the need uh, alternative measures than GDP for, wait, save the need alternative measures than GDP for another day. Uh, yesterday, I want to talk about that GDP number, uh, Tim, because yesterday, I, and I'm going to try to pull that up right now, Susan Young, uh, one of our board of directors, she sent me an article, and I, I think the reason she sent to me is because these are the kinds of things that I talk about. The way we measure things, or the way we've been indoctrinated into measuring things, we take we don't take a lot into account. It's an article in Wired. It's titled, Sorry, GDP, there are other ways to measure a nation's worth. A country's real wealth lies in its equality, in equality, environment, and happiness. On June 3rd, this was uh, 2022, as the United Nations member gathered to celebrate the 50th World Environment Day, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said it was time to eschew using gross domestic product as a measure of economic strength. As it rewards pollution and waste, let us not forget that when we destroy a forest, we're creating GDP, he said. GDP is not the own it's not the way to measure richness in present situations of the whoops of the world. Instead, we must shift a circular and regenerative economy. Talk of replacing GDP as a performance indicator is not new. This economic measure, which is defined as the total market value of goods and services produced within a country, was developed in 1934 by economist Simon Kuznet as a wartime metric designed to help governments figure out how to pay for tanks and fighter jets. It was never intended to be a measure of societal welfare. Economists like Diane Coyle, Amirtia, Senator, and Joseph Stiglitz have dismissed it as an antiquated and reckless as it ignores the societal welfare dimensions like inequality and clean air. Amid the perfect storm of food and energy crisis in 2023, politicians worldwide will finally start adopting alternative economic indicators. For instance, China has long espoused the so-called ecological civilization, setting ex explicit targets for nature 
and resource use in July 2022, its Politburo surprised the world when it did not mention the growth target in a statement after its quarterly economic meeting, China Daily, as official mouthpiece of the government. So the idea is as follows. Um, and, and let me give it a good example. GDP in, in, the, in the form of, let, let's give an example here. Let's talk about building uh, prosthesis. This one I used on the program yesterday. Building prosthesis. A prosthesis in the United States uh, that was made in India goes for $2,000, let's say. That adds $2,000 to our GDP. That same prosthesis in, in India sells for $200 US. That adds $200 US to the Indian GDP. Getting healthcare in America costs a hell of a lot more than it costs in India. All right? And I'm talking, and this is just a, a, an exercise in, in numbers. So that's what I'm trying to show. So we would, we would tend to believe like the GDP of America is through the roof. But the truth is, all these things are higher in America. That, that same thing goes for more. The same service to implant that, that uh, prosthesis goes for a lot more. So America is a rich country where the GDP is exploded on all inflated values. You go to a place like India where all these things are one-tenth the price and your GDP doesn't seem as high as the United States, when, and, and which is one of the reasons why they say do not use these fixed things at, that are not interoperable as the source or the, as, as the measurement criteria. Because again, if we're trying to compare apples to apples, now in, if, if we want to use it in the United States by itself as an isolate, that is perfect. But once we expand it as using it as comparison to let's say Canada. In Canada, uh, in Canada, look at what happens, right? You get healthcare, as my friend says, you take a card, they don't even think money. Their primary care takes care of business. Make sure that you go and see the persons that's going to keep you alive. All right, continuing the conversation. Alistair Water says, who's coming to ask Egberto tomorrow? I am. Actually, it's not tomorrow, it's Saturday. Daniel Edo says, a country's worth is measured in its ability to defend its borders, resources, and interests. Any other measure is smoke. Really? Let's say, you know, let, well, I guess if, 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 uh, if that, the, if, Yellowstone explode. Let's see how great we are, right? Tom C says ninth vote for House Speaker. Uh, McCarthy is still eighteen votes short of the two eighteen. Oh, so he gained two votes? No, he's still nope, still twenty to eighteen. You're right, eighteen votes, twenty one votes against. All right. Uh, Davenport says bad business people need rules that allow them to ensure uh, employees in slowing pays paying jobs. Uh, Robert Davenport, I just read that. Paying jobs. Profits without underpaying their workforce. I got that. Good business people make profits without underpaying their workforce. That's an important statement. Uh, Bruce says, McCarthy loses again. And uh, today I went and had uh, a, a coffee with Bruce. Thank you, Bruce, for supporting Politics Done Right. Uh, we had a great substantive talk on a whole lot of issues like I enjoy having with all of you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, I don't know why you hold up India. Half the people there have defecated outdoors. And you know what? I suggest you visit Appalachia. Half of them are living on a mountain that was that, that let off a whole lot of disease-type carbon and zinc 
and 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 uh, what's that other thing in what whatever these poisonous pollutants? Okay, so I guess a poisonous pollutant for the poor in India is defecation on the street. In Appalachia, you know what they have? All those heavy metals that the corporations have allowed to go into their streams and pollute them. Okay, six of one, half dozen of the other. Before you point rear finger, remember there are several others pointing back at you. Remember that. Go, my daughter went to Appalachia and she couldn't believe that this was America. She couldn't believe it was America. Some of you should try going into the Ohio Valley, some parts of the Ohio Valley, some parts of the of these uh, valleys out there in West Virginia and see what we're talking about. All right, uh, Lee Grant says, uh, uh, politicians don't know how to invest. They only know how to spend on worthless things. Uh, I, and who knows how to invest? The private sector? The private sector is no better at investing. That's just what they told. They told you they're better and you believe that. I believe in, in whoever is good does a good job. Whoever is bad does a bad job. Uh, we have here, uh, let's see, uh, Robert Davenport says, bad business people pay lobbyists and politicians, good business people pay better wages to their employees. Open your eyes in this new year, please. Thank you so kindly. Brother Tim Danahu says, how about a comprehensive measure that weighs quanti quantifiably GDP, a carbon emission, a Gini index, recycling percentage, and less quantifiable citizen happiness, health, and education? And less quantifiable. Yes, I agree. We need all those factors in a GDP that equitably represent something that we can measure across countries, etc. I agree wholeheartedly with that, Brother Tim. Uh, we also have Eric says, Egberto, policy for the American currency and using debt compares to saying money grows on trees. Uh, that's simplistic, but I expect that again based on what you've said before. Daniel Ado says, what is Ukraine worth right now? Ukraine would currently not even exist without external assistance. True. But America would not have existed without external assistance from the indigenous people who helped us become a country who were then subsequently slaughtered, pilfered, and robbed. Be careful when you're pointing fingers. Eric Hayes, Yellowstone, have you been there what is it called, Egberto, that would explode? It's actually, Yellowstone is a super volcano, and it's due for a massive explosion. And when that occurs, it will be the end of a large portion, portion of America. That's it. Daniel Lido says, second deflection, please don't feed him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That you don't understand, my brother. Carl Cox says, Republicans, current ones, want to destroy democracy in America and replace it with a banana republic-style dictatorship, Maywood says, replying to Daniel Ledo. Daniel Ledo, actually, it's measured in how happy its population is, how comfortable they are. A totalitarian country might be able to fight for its neighbors and even its own population, but that does not make it a good or valuable or happy country, sir. Eric Hayes says, how about trying Oregon where drugs and needles are free and you're given three meals a day? Is this making things too easy? Look, Poor people get fed. I think that's humane. That is a Christian thing to do. Most people that I know in Oregon are very hard workers and they work very hard. Uh, let's see what else we got. Alistair Waters says, can our Republican brethren here explain why now they are not on the bandwagon about democracy being messy, but when the presidential results weren't determined on election day, the election was so stolen. Exactly. Ashakula hairstylist. How are you doing today, my friend? The French ballot. 
but the French bailed the U.S. in the 1700s. I mean, look, it's all go- it all adds up. Uh, fellow listeners and friends, please financially support Egberto and his shows. He is a rare opportunity for open dialogue in America. Media isn't free. He's a good man. Do the right thing. Thank you so kindly, folks. And if you want to help us out here at Politics Done Right, please, if you are on YouTube, you can click that join button. But guess what else you can do? You can also uh, go to our uh, PayPal page, uh, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. I'm going to put that into the link right now, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Alternatively, you can support our patron, and we do need a lot of patrons. And, you know, our great Tim uh, Dana, he is a patron supporter as well as Bruce and many others here, uh, uh, Alistair Waters and others. Uh, go to uh, politicsandright.com slash patron. P-A-T-R-E-O-N is how it's spelled. Politicsandright.com slash patron. And on YouTube, if, you, if you're not on YouTube, you can still become part of the PDR Posse on YouTube by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Please be sure to shop at our store at politicsandright.com slash store. And don't forget to go get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. I only have a little bit of time left here. So I say, Berto, do not introduce science to the echo chamber trolls. It only confuses them. All right. And uh, let me play the last, oh, the last video is six minutes. We only got, I tell you what, I'll play the last video first tomorrow because I, 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 I believe in speaking to you guys first and foremost. Uh, tomorrow on KPFT 90.1 FM at noon, I'm going to have Congressman John, uh, John, uh, He's going to kill me if I can't get his last name. John Rosenthal is going to be with me tomorrow. He's a Texas congressman here. Uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot of issues. So check it out at noon if, you ha- if you're able to. And then at 3 o'clock, of course, we'll have another brand new show. Um, we are going to, let's see what else. Mike Cisak says, Bernie Sanders promised Praise Chavez in Venezuela when he instituted socialist policies and had the state take over industries. But when the middle class f- uh, fled, and the only poor remained, Sanders was nowhere to be found. Actually, that's not the story at all about Venezuela. But that is a story you've been told. That is a story you're happy to accept. You know, I've done programs on Venezuela before. And so at some other time, I'll have a story on Venezuela. Is, Luke, is, is Maduro a good guy? Maduro is not a good guy. Was Chavez a good guy? Chavez had some very good intentions. And the policies that he was that he wanted to put out there if he had the right people doing it, like creating uh, the, the, the United States of South America with their own sovereign currency so that it could compete with the dollar and they would not be slaves, debt slaves. You see, the United States can have infinite number amount of debt without really affecting itself. But, but Venezuela and the African countries can't because all of their debt is denominated in dollars. If a country had sovereign debt, every country with sovereign debt... They can decide what that money is worth. And if they have something of value to sell, even to those with using dollars, they would not have a problem. Vis-a-vis Saudi Arabia, even though they use dollars, they always have something to sell. Alistair Waters says, Egberto, please read. The debt that Jesus paid is not the same as me owing Eric $5. I love that, Alistair Waters. I love that. Tom C. says, if you want to reduce national debt on cut the Pentagon waste, in $858 billion, also make sure billionaires and corporations pay their fair share. Yes, folks, I got to get out of here, but I want to thank all of you for showing up. 
I want to thank all of you for being here. I couldn't do this without you. This is what we want to do. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and you know, I put out the speech as well that I did for the Democratic Club recently when I clean it up some, take a few things out that I don't want in there and bring it to the fold. Anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.